0: Good afternoon from Wilson Rozier Ballpark. It's still morning time. Good morning from Wilson Rozier Ballpark. We'll do it again. Sean Malone, I'm Jared Pennis, Taylor LeBriar back at Studio Central. We bring you two games today, and we start with Farmington and Festus, and we'll get you the starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. We'll start with the Farmington Knights as they are the road team in this game on their home field, and they start a similar lineup as yesterday, leading off the shortstop Aiden Redman, followed by the center fielder Jackson McDowell. The second baseman is Caden Probst and the catcher Ryan cooper batting in the cleanup spot. His protection, the designated hitter Colby Larkins at left field and batting sixth, Connor Rice. Trevor Sutherland is the right fielder, batting seventh. Brady Cox bats in the eighth spot. He's the first baseman and running out the lineup at the other corner, the third baseman, Colton Crump. Again, for the Farmington Knights on the season, they are three and five. Lost last time out against Fredericktown. And one-on-one and one in conference play as their head coach is Josh Hain in his second season. They go Redmond, McDowell, Probst, Cooper, Larkins, Rice, Sutherland, Cox, Crump. And with the fielding alignment for the Festus Tigers in those bright yellow uniforms, here, Sean Malone.
1: Yeah, hard to miss the Festus Tigers when they're out on the field. Their fielding alignment is in left field to right. It is Henry Rue, Wyatt Husky, and Jackson Gross. The infield around the horn goes Trent Young at third. Hayden Bates at shortstop. Jeremiah Cunningham playing against the the farming tonight's his former team this afternoon. He's at second base with Mason Shermer at first. And the battery behind the plate, it's Tyler Bizzle. And on the mound, the son of head coach Jeff Montgomery, Braden Montgomery. Fastball, slider, changeup. That's what Braden throws as the Festus Tigers come in with a record of 8 and 5 on the season trying to get back to the state championship game where they played a year ago those starting
0: lineups courtesy of Shelter Insurance proud to be a part of high school sports your local Shelter Insurance agents Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance at 517 East Main Street in Park Hills ensuring the Parkland since 1955 we're your shield, we're your shelter as Aiden Redmond stands in in a righty righty battle and Braden Montgomery from the stretch comes set we're underway as the first pitch is a ball in the dirt all the way to the Festus dugout. And first pitch at 11.35, so five minutes behind schedule, but you expect to catch up, especially with the Woodbat tournament and the at-bats. That uh, that will be quicker. Doing the umpiring duties, calling balls and strikes, it's Joe Elking and Tim Donzi in the field as the 1-0 misses inside for a ball. It's 2-0 quickly to Aiden Redmond.
1: We'll see ya both pitchers, how they do attacking the strike zone in this contest. It's only two pitches so far for Montgomery. He hasn't done that yet, but with the wood bat, I want to come out just, like I said, in absolute attack mode. There's a nice tail on the fastball from Brady Montgomery.
0: It does, upstairs, though. does miss high, so it's a 3-0 count. Redmond worked from the hill yesterday in the loss to Fredericton. He went 4-2 and thirds. The 3-0, low for a ball and a leadoff walk, and Farmington has life.
1: Oh, Redmond <laughs> It doesn't matter what bat he brings with that bat. He didn't even need one. Four pitches, all of them clearly outside of the zone, though. None of them really worthy of swinging at, and he's got a four-pitch walk to lead off this contest.
0: That brings in Jackson McDowell, the center fielder, as he was having a word with his head coach, Josh Hain. Number 12. Maybe they picked something up quickly
1: on Braden Montgomery on the hill. And that or just telling him, hey, don't swing until he throws you a strike. Because like I said before, those four pitches that Montgomery missed on, none of them are really close to the zone.
0: McDowell shows bunt, the third baseman crouches in, that's Trenton Young, but stepping off is Braden
1: Montgomery. Good step off there from the pitcher, just kind of reset everything, it was kind of a weird situation, and if Young, who had plenty of time, decides, or McDowell rather, pulls the barrel back, he could launch one right past Trenton Young at third base. McDowell shows bunt again, pulls it back for one at the knees, called a
0: strike, by home plate umpire Joe Elking. Count 0-1-1, let's see if the bunt is still on for Jackson McDowell. Third baseman thinks it is. Young, about five feet in on the grass. No bunt shown yet. The pitch, no bunt shown still. And the 0 1 taken for a strike on the inside part of the plate. So it looks like the bunt sign may have been pulled off. And now with an 0 2 count, you expect it not to be even shown again. On first base, that's Redmond. He'll get a lead. Montgomery, the righty, comes set. The 0 2. On the ground, up the middle, could be two. Second, shortstop Bates steps on the bag on the first, and a good stretch and a dig by Mason Schirmer. And quickly,
1: after the leadoff walk, No damage done because of a 6-3 double play And a really smooth double play from Hayden Bates as well He kind of had to take an awkward angle If he wanted to do exactly what he did Get the ball, he had to then adjust his angle To make it over to second base And step on the bag himself for the first out And then make a really nice kind of sidearm Quick release throw to Shermer at first Who had a nice stretch on the bag to keep his foot on And that'll bring in Caden Probst
0: He is the second baseman today And he watches one in there for a strike And yesterday's game, Probst was batting in the third spot. And he was 0 for 2 with a sack fly and a walk. So he did pick up an RBI, the only RBI of the game for Farmington hitters. And he swings and misses at the 0-1, now 0-2. Ryan Cooper awaits on deck, and he made really, really good contact in his three at-bats. The only problem is he sent it right to the center fielder every time. He was over 3 yesterday. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. And just like that, we're through a half of the inning. Farmington set down in order. The leadoff walk doesn't come back to bite Braden Montgomery. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. And Festus sends Jeremiah Cunningham, the former knight to the dish, when we come back. Nothing, nothing to score. Frederick uh, Festus coming to bat after this on KFMO.
2: At LEDCO Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between LEDCO accounts, schedule, manage, and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions.
3: The staff at LEDCO Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient, and their Proud to sponsor high school sports online.
2: You can hear award winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad, or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at LEDCO Community Credit Union. Visit us online at LEDCO.org or visit both of our branches one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. LEDCO Community Credit Union. High
1: School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Leadbelt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills, Bill Best, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Mineral Area College in Park Hills, and the Bullpen Sports Grill in Leddington.
0: Nothing, nothing, our score. We've played a half of the game of the inning, the first inning, that is. And Festus comes to bat in a nothing-nothing ball game in their starting lineup, courtesy of Shelter Insurance. It's the second baseman, Jeremiah Cunningham, the former Knight, leading things off, followed by the shortstop, Hayden Bates. The catcher, Tyler Bizzle, bats in the third spot. He's followed by the cleanup hitter and first baseman, Mason Schirmer. The pitcher bats fifth, Braden Montgomery, right fielder Jackson Groves, in the sixth spot, and the designated hitter batting seventh, Cole Skaggs. Wyatt Husky is the center fielder batting eighth, and the left fielder, Henry Rue, rounds out the Festus Tigers lineup. Festus on the season. They're eight and five and they come in wearing those bright yellow uniforms we alluded to earlier and again for Festus their head coach is Jeff Montgomery, it's Cunningham, Bates Bizzle, Shermer, Montgomery, Gross Skaggs, Husky and Rue and they're going up against the left handed pitcher
1: Landon Johnson and Sean Malone will get you the fielding alignment for the Farmington Knights. Oh, well, it's Connor Rice in left field, Jackson McDowell in center, with Trevor Sutherland in right field. The infield around the horn Colton Crump's at third. You got Aiden Redmond at short. Caden Probst is at second, Brady Cox at first. Ryan Cooper behind the plate with Landon Johnson, the lefty, on the mound. Missed on his first pitch inside. Misses on the outside with his second pitch, and it's a 2-0 count to Jeremiah Cunningham. He's got some familiarity in his ballpark. Started his high school baseball career as the home team here. The starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part
0: of high school sports. J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency, located at 63 East School Street in Bonterre, allowed J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Your local Shelter Insurance agents wear your shield, wear your shelter, and the 2-0 misses inside as Cunningham has to hop out of the way, and it's 3-0. And he'll show Bunt and pull it back for one right down the middle for a get me over strike,
1: and it's three and one. Just a little mind games with that Bunt. I don't think Cunningham was even thinking about dropping the Bunt at all. Just show the pitcher something different on a 3 0 count. The 3 1.
0: And there, called strike, got the inside part of the plate, and the count runs full. The first pitch of the day brought to you by Boyd Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. And Cunningham swings through the off-speed pitch. He's down on strikes. And that'll bring in Hayden Bates, the shortstop.
1: Good first at bat from Landon Johnson. Fall behind 3-0. Deliver three straight strikes after that to induce the strikeout of Jeremiah Cunningham.
0: The lefty works against the righty and Bates fouls off that pitch. She's behind 0-1. Farmington wearing the black jerseys that we saw them wear yesterday. Wording on the front, Knights arced over the number on the left side. The numbers on the front and back, white trimmed in gold. The lettering gold trimmed in white. On the white pants today with the black piping down the sides. As the 0-1 is lifted in the air towards the right center field gap, it's going to get over the head of the right fielder. Sutherland rounding first is Bates, he'll pull into second. Now he's going to try for three as the relay comes in. The throw to third, diving safely, is the shortstop Hayden Bates
1: with a one-out triple. Really nice piece of hitting from Bates there. And kind of like I said before, even if you barrel it up, if you're a strong player like Bates is, you're still going to give that baseball a ride. It's not like your you know, talents have been sucked out of you just because you switched from a metal bat to a wood bat. And we saw a perfect example right there. Bates absolutely barreled that one up to the right center field gap and it one hops a little bit to the right of the 350 sign in right center field.
0: And that brings up Tyler Bizzle. He's ahead 1-0 and as that pitch misses low and inside. And a... Symmetrical field here at Wilson-Rosier, 325 down the lines, the 1-0 pitch inside. That's going to get to the backstop, and that'll allow Hayden Bates to come in and score 1-0 Festus on the wild pitch. And the count now 2-0, 325 down the lines here at Wilson-Rosier, 350 to the power alleys and 370 to dead center field, and that sign right in line with the American flag right behind the Wilson-Rosier ballpark. Logo at center field on the
1: picket fence wall that's painted green. You got the Missouri State flag to the left, the Farmington flag on the right, and none of them really moving all that much. We barely got any breeze today on a beautiful morning with 73 degrees outside here as well. Going to get warmer as we get deeper into the afternoon. But I think Farmington is happy, especially sporting the black uniforms, that they've got the early game and they've got the nightcap as opposed to having to play one of these afternoon contests.
0: It is a 2-1 count after the 2-0 was fouled off and the lefty Johnson comes set and deals. This one lifted to Sutherland in right field. He'll get over to the line and now in foul territory make the catch two away. And that brings in the first baseman Mason Shermer. And Sean, I was looking at the lineups before the game and in my head I was thinking, as baseball fans, we're so used to seeing that first baseman batting in the third spot that you look at both of these lineups and it's almost surprising that you got for Festus, the first baseman in the cleanup spot, and for Farmington, the first baseman batting eighth. Oh, it
1: depends. In in high school, you know, you get a different level of athleticism. You're... You will probably have a better athlete at first base compared to across the board in high school than you do compared to at the major league level. And even in a lot of cases, first base can be a last stop for a lot of players. Catchers, outfielders that lose a step, that's kind of, okay, we're going to put you in the field. This is the last spot that we got for you that you can still play once you get older in your career. But in high school, I think it's different. You can have a great athlete comparatively to high school playing over at first base. And quickly, an 0-2 count to
0: Shermer. The 0-2 pitch, off speed, hits him in the back. He'll make his way down to first base.
1: I think also in high school, it's a little different where, and not even just high school, really, up at the major league level, it's shifted where the cleanup hitter used to be your best hitter, then it kind of became the number three, and now in this day and age, it's the number two hitter is the spot for your best hitter in the lineup because you just want to get them up to the plate more frequently and more protection behind them as well. Two outs in the inning, one runner
0: on. It's Shermer and Braden Montgomery up, and he's ahead in the count, 1-0. A pitcher-pitcher battle here. One at the plate, one on the mound. Landon Johnson, the lefty, against the right-handed hitter, Montgomery, and he comes set. The 1-0. Lifted towards the left fielder. That'll draw him back. Connor Rice will get to the track, then come back in, settle underneath it, and make the catch. Goodwood put on it by Montgomery, but right there was Connor Rice, and that sends us to the second inning. one nothing Festus as they get one run on one hit. No errors, and one runner left stranded. It'll be 4-5-6 uh, yeah, Ryan Cooper, Colby Larkins, Connor Rice. Do up for the Knights after this on KFMO.
4: It's back! What's
5: back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work.
4: No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars.
5: Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum!
4: Yep, and it's
0: every day, hot and ready from four to eight, for only six ninety-nine.
5: So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say
0: Little Caesars in Farmington and
6: Deloge.
5: Oh well, at least it's back.
1: High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington.
0: Ryan Cooper leads off the Farmington second inning, and he's ahead in the count 1-0 as Braden Montgomery misses the strike zone outside on that pitch. And he comes set. Rocks and deals the 1-0 oh, high inside. Cooper has to lean out of the way of it. Back to what we were talking about with the first baseman in the lineup and your best hitter in the lineup in, at the Major League Baseball level. I can imagine why they move the best hitter from the four spot up to the three spot as the 2-0 misses inside and low for a ball. You go one, two, three, and your best hitter's not hitting with
1: runners on base. Exactly. And he's not hitting in the first inning. And I get the mindset to move him up to the two spot. Then, yeah, you've only got one player in, you know, that you hope can get on in front of him if you don't count the order turning over. But at the same time, you know, game ends with your number two hitter up in the lineup. Your number three hitter didn't get a chance to bat, so move him up. It's a higher probability that he'll get another at bat at some point in the game.
0: Three-one on the ground of the shortstop coming in on it. Bates still fire a first and retires Ryan Cooper.
1: It's an easy ground out to a great shortstop in Hayden Bates. round number one in the top of the second inning, and a good job from Braden Montgomery starting off this inning, inducing the ground out as opposed to a four-pitch walk that he had back
0: in the first inning. And that brings in Colby Larkins, the designated hitter in game one for the Farmington Knights. The Knights in those black jerseys, the Festus Tigers, and the bright yellow jerseys, matching the colors of the Missouri Tigers. They share the logo. And Montgomery fires an off-speed pitch, just low. Looked like a slider, Sean. Count one ball, no strikes. Wording on the front of these jerseys for Festus, it reads Festus in cursive, straight across with that traditional baseball swoop underneath. Coming off the S, the 1-0. On the ground on a high hop, the third baseman playing in on the grass, Young has it. He'll fire to the first baseman, Schirmer, and there's quickly two away. And that brings in the left fielder, Connor Rice wording is black the numbers on the back of the jersey are black trimmed in white with a black and white stripe around the sleeve and it's the inverse color on the front of the jersey for the numbers white with a slight black trim that would explain why I couldn't see it on these yellow jerseys as that one sounded like a broken bat and it just gets beyond Trenton Young who dives
1: over there at third base we got our first broken bat of the game, I believe. And you're right, that one just really ripped by Connor Rice. I said before, if you're gonna not sk- square it up, it's not gonna work out well for you. Number
5: six, Trevor.
1: This time, he still was able to squeeze it past Trenton Young up the bit, up the line on third base side.
0: A couple of players look at the bat as they throw it back in. Nothing came off of it, but the way
1: it sounded, I don't think that bat's usable next at bat for Rice. I think it did just kind of get cracked part of it, because I saw when they tossed it back it kind of looked like it was at just a bit of an angle.
0: As Trevor Sutherland behind one as the pitch got the outside part of the plate.
1: Montgomery <laughs> so, comes in. Sorry, Sean. If someone does pick that up and use it in a future at-bat, they're going to be in for quite the surprise when they <laughs> foul one off like Trevor Sutherland just did there, back to the backstop. that That is just going to absolutely fall apart in your hands, and you're going to be holding just the knob. It's
0: the 0-2. You see it in hockey sometimes where a centerman knows that his stick is broke, but could still win the the faceoff with it and hide that it's broke until he wins it and then it breaks? You can't do that in baseball. You'll know it's broke when you pick it up and it'll hurt when you hit. Here's a ground ball to the first baseman coming in. Somebody's going to have to cover first. Montgomery going to get there? Is he in time? Yes, he is. That was a close play that probably didn't need to be that close. Montgomery scrambled to get over to first base as Schirmer Probably corralled one that should have been the second baseman's ball, but no harm done as Farmington gets their first hit in the game. One run, or no runs rather on one hit, no errors, and a runner left stranded. We head to the bottom of the second inning. Jackson Gross, Cole Skaggs, Wyatt Husky do up for the Festus Tigers after this on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO.
6: It's finally warming up. The sun is shining, the rain is falling, which means the flowers are blooming, and I have a fever. Spring fever, that is. Ashley Sism here from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the Lifetime Warranty. The sunshine makes us happy around here, and we want to help spread the fever. So get outside and come check out our spring fever sales event. Cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, from Ford to Volkswagen, and all makes and models in between. We have window tech specials popping up like daisies. Allergies may have you in a fog, but it's and clear, clear here this April. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer and nicer car this spring with no hassles. Do some spring cleaning and trade your old car now, even if you owe more than it's worth. We want to help you jump over all those bad credit puddles and get you approved. You may just end up with spring fever, too. Find your car, find your payment, and find yourself driving away in a newer, nicer car during our spring fever sales event. But hurry, we won't be spring cleaning for long. We want you to visit us today at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com.
7: Some negative equity may be refinanced. Offers may not combine. See dealer for details.
6: Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans Mobility app allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal Mobility app in your app store. With mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal Mobility app, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
0: To the bottom of the second inning. Festus 2-up. And leading things off, Jackson Gross. And he fouls off that first pitch into the parking lot, 0-1-1. Gross, the left in. And we see our first lefty-lefty battle of the day and the 0-1 inside and low that evens up the count it was Festus getting a run back in the first inning on a one out triple by Hayden Bates he would score on a wild pitch as the 1-1 just misses inside for a ball 2-1 as Gross had to turn out away from that one or he would have been hit and the 2-1 pitch This one sent to the left center field gap going back to get it though. The shortstop and leaping Redman makes the play. He was running away from home plate and away from the ball as he was tracking it into the outfield grass.
1: He just snagged it. Good on Redmond. He got a great jump to be able to make that play in the first place, and thankfully for him, that ball just hung up there a little bit, and that's one of those examples of the wood bat picking a hit away from you. That's metal. That's probably blooped over the head of Aiden Redman, but because it wasn't completely squared up, a little less exit velocity on it, and because of that, it gave Aiden Redman a chance at shortstop to make a play, and he did. Cole Skanks, the designated hitter,
0: stands in ahead 1-0, and and quickly from the stretch, Johnson, he deals. On the ground of the third baseman, on to hops. That's Crump. He'll fire across the diamond, and Brady Cox makes the play at first base. Score at 5-3, to three, and there is quickly, and I mean quickly, two away in the second inning. Well,
1: that was not an easy play for Crump to try to make over at third. That thing, like you said, two hops to him, but that was two incredibly low hops. Kind of looked like a stone being was skipped just across say, the lake or something absolutely. like that. And he had to stay low because with his grass infield, if that hit, that second hop, If that hit off the edge of the grass, it's going to do some weird things on him. So he had to stay ready for that ball to go any direction on him, but he stayed with it the whole way and made that play look really, really, really simple.
0: And another lefty-lefty matchup as Wyatt Husky, the center fielder, bats from the left-hand side against the lefty Landon Johnston, who misses the first pitch in the dirt for a ball. And home plate umpire Joe Elking going to clean off home plate as that pitch in the dirt, got a piece of Ryan Cooper the backstop for the Farmington Knights. there
1: has got to be an aspect of baseball with, especially in the high school level, these turf infields that we don't talk about enough is how much easier it makes the job of the home plate umpire. You don't have to get up from behind (laughs) home plate, walk around everyone, dust off home and maintain it, clean the plate. It's not going to get dirty. you got some rubber pellets on it, you're still going to be able to see what's going on. The 1-0 in there for a strike, and we see
0: Hank Kinsey, he doesn't even clean it off at... uh, at, say, uh, Yanks Field in St. Genevieve. The 1-1 called strike you at the knees, 1-2. and You don't need to.
1: Like I said, what's there to clean off a couple rubber pellets? It'll be fine.
0: Johnson shaking off a couple of signs. Now he comes set. The 1-2 with two outs on the ground. Played on two hops by the second baseman. props has time on a first, and that'll retire the side of the Festus Knights. one nothing through 2. And down go the Tigers, 1-2-3 in the Knights. Coming up, 8-9-1 due up. This quarter uh, inning break, rather, brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansagra at St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. Through to one nothing Festus on KFMO.
4: The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. We care and
8: take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn
1: more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill, across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills.
7: Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302.
9: Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school
7: sports.
9: right <laughs> back. Get to Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre for the guaranteed lowest price on Ashley Furniture. Stop in and let us show you our huge showroom of beautiful Ashley Furniture and home accents for every room in your home. Choose from Ashley Living Rooms, Bedrooms, Dining Rooms, or Dens. You name the room and we'll show you an enormous selection with our lowest price guarantee. If you find a lower price, we'll match it or beat it, guaranteed. Ask us about interest-free financing and free delivery. Ashley Furniture, in style and in reach at Willett Home Furnishings, Berry Road, Bonterre. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington,
1: Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington.
0: Leading things off for the Farmington Knights. And the count, no balls and two strikes after Cox watches the first one in there at the knees and the second one he fouls out of play. And an 0-2 count as Montgomery rocks and fires at the letters for a ball. And the 1-2 count as Montgomery likes the first sign. Comes set, takes a step back and deals. The 1-2 on the ground, a slow roll of the third baseman going to get it. That's Young. He'll throw it on the first, and that'll retire. Brady Cox, 5-3 to three on the putout, one away. And Colton Crump, the left-handed hitter, playing third base today for the Farmington Knights, makes his way to the batter's box. We're in the third inning. It's one nothing Festus. They scored back in the first. Their only hit of the game, Hayden Bates with a triple. Came in to score on a wild pitch as well. First pitch to Colton Crump, way away, and called the ball.
1: Not the side really hitting the ball all too well. We've seen some decent contact, but nothing really right home about, especially other than that triple.
0: This one fouled off to the Festus dugout on the third base side. I say third base side, but really with how much space there is behind home plate, these dugouts are also behind home plate. There's not a single dugout that stretches past the batter's box. Gavin
1: Williams throws his arm in the air from the Festus dugout. That foul ball knocked his seeds onto the ground, and I think it spilled some of them. Here's a liner up to center field, Wyatt Husky tracking it, he can't get to it, that's into the gap, he'll pick it up, rounding first base, Crump, he'll be all alone at second base with a stand up double There was no way, they were gunning him out at second base, so I get the decision by the infielders to slide over there, just make sure you get the throw back in from the outfield clean If that was the right center field, Crump maybe with a chance to push it to a triple, but I like the safe play, just stay at third base, especially because the center fielder, Wyatt Husky, was able to track it down
0: and that brings in Aiden Redman, who walked in the first, was a part of the double play, grounded into by Jackson McDowell, who awaits on deck. One out in the inning, and McDowell will hit, dis- uh, barring a double play, as we see one in the dirt for a ball. I said that yesterday of Trevor Sutherland, who was awaiting on deck, and then Farmington put themselves in a strike him out throw him out double play, and I, like, well, as soon as I say it, it happens, so we'll see what happens here.
1: Broadcaster's jinx. The way it goes sometimes.
0: 1-0 count coming set Montgomery. He'll fire this one in there. Check swing. The umpire says he went around. Joe Elking. And the count even at one ball, one strike. That pitch a little bit low. But chasing it was Redman. And that evens the count up. Montgomery. Takes a peek at the runner at second base and Crump. Does it again, a long wait. And now fires the 1-1 on the ground of the third baseman, but a weird hop puts it over his head. Crump going to round third and be held up late, and that's a good call as the throw was a little bit up the line and a single back-to-back hits, and Aiden Redman reaches for the second time this game.
1: I like the decision to keep Crump at third base. You could have tested it, and maybe with the throw being offline, he would have scored. You don't know the throw's going to be offline, though put your faith in the top of the lineup. That's why I like that decision. You're basically coming in saying, listen, we've only got one out. We've got two and three due up in the order. I trust that one of my guys can get this ball out of the infield and we can get at least one run home and tie this game up.
0: Runners at the corners. It's Crump and Redmond. Jackson McDowell is up. He doubled, grounded into a double play rather in the first. There is one out in this inning.
1: He'll take this one low below the knees and inside for a ball. And Do you test Tyler Bizzle at some point with Redmond potentially taking off for second base? And if you do, if you're Bizzle, do you even try Redmond at second base? Or do you hang on to it just to keep Crump at third?
0: Faking a step was Redmond over there. Now he'll delay steal, and then come back on the fake. and the 1-1 in there for a strike. Or the 1-0, rather, in there for a strike
1: one-on-one kind of do that whole, you know, with a secondary lead, turn your shoulder a little bit, open up your stride as if you're taking off, but then just kind of settle down as if it's a normal secondary lead. 1-1
0: one, one count. Montgomery set and deals. This one fouled off. Make it 1-2 as McDowell is behind in the count. A good job by Montgomery who fell behind 1-0 oh to get two strikes. These Festus Tiger jerseys, Sean, Although they're
1: new, they really look retro It's that yellow that's doing it You seldom see teams that wear yellow Make that the primary color of their uniform It's almost always a secondary color The 1-2 off speed, a slider And
0: ducking his head to get out of the way is McDowell And it's 2-2 two and two. trying to think of a Major League Baseball team That has wore yellow as an uh, outside the of the Padres. Pir- Oh yeah, the Pirates definitely have the 2-2. Inside
1: on the hands, and that got a piece of McDowell. I don't even know if McDowell will know that it got him. He, he, he put his hands up. Did he? Okay, now he's talking with the home plate umpire, and he's showing the umpire a mark on his arm. And yeah, he's got it. And that'll load the bases up for Caden
0: Probst. A dangerous spot for Braden Montgomery with the one nothing lead. You don't often see the umpire even award a base, even if the player shows him, hey, that got me right here. Look, I can show you.
1: Well, seldom do you see the mark appearing that quickly (laughs) as well, so that must have got McDowell pretty good. That didn't graze just a couple hairs on his arm, and now Jeff Montgomery's coming out for an explanation. Home plate umpire's pointing to his own arm and saying, yeah, he's got a mark on his arm.
0: I'm going to be honest, Sean. I don't know if where he said it got him when the umpire just showed just below the wrist. I don't think it got him there. I think it would have got him on his fingertips.
1: Well, there wouldn't be any mark on his fingertips, no. with the gloves that he's wearing. Right, that's right. But Here's an opportunity for Farmington. They've got the bases loaded in a one-run ball game in the top half of inning number three, and they've got their number three hitter up at the plate as well, and Keaton Probst, who's 0 for 1 on the day so far. Probst struck out swinging his first time up.
0: A one nothing lead for Festus, one out in the inning. Farmington will score one if they don't ground into a double play or get an out at home. The corners are in. This one's popped up but fouling out of play as Probst struck out, swinging back in the first, behind 0-1 here. Runners will be moving on contact if it's not popped up on the infield. If it's on the outfield, you could see Colton Crump potentially tag up. Probst had a sack fly yesterday, and he's behind 0-2 here. Lays off of one on the outside part of the plate. That got the black, and Joe
1: Elking says strike number two. Be a huge strikeout for Brandon Montgomery if he can find it against Kaden Probst, especially. It doesn't get any easier though. On deck, it's Ryan Cooper, the cleanup hitter. No, but at least there's two outs. You don't have the chance of a sacrifice bringing home a run. That's the biggest thing for me. It's not like you're out of the you know danger per se, but it just eliminates the different ways that Farmington can get a run home.
0: The O2 just misses inside. Festus fans wanted it. They don't get it. It's one and two. And Montgomery draws set again. The 1-2 pitch. Off speed, low for a ball.
1: Good job by Tyler Bizzle. We talk all the time here at Wilson Rozier. There is a ton of space behind home plate to the extent where it's a guarantee. You know, we've seen instances in baseball before where if it can ricochet back to the, uh, the, the catcher behind the plate quickly, you know, that'll keep a runner on or there'll be an out at home on a play at home plate. With this ballpark here, it gets past the catcher. It's a base. And in this instance, it's and gonna it could be, be three bases, one for yep. everyone, and a run for Crump.
0: And it could be more because of the conquer the uh, brick
1: yeah. backstop. If it we saw one last year ricochet
0: into the dugout. Yeah, if
1: it ricochets laterally, we could be talking multiple bases.
0: 2-2 two, two count with one away, and the base is loaded. The pitch high for a ball, 3-2, and two, and Probst works his way to a
1: full count after being behind 0-2. And and this is a really nice at-bat from Probst. Like you said, behind 0-2. He's laid off a couple of tough ones. That breaking ball in the dirt for strike uh, for ball two, especially that first one, that fastball that missed on the inside for ball one. The payoff pitch.
0: Swing and a miss. Probst down on strikes for the second time today, and there's two away, and that brings up Ryan Cooper, and the throw down to third...
1: And he's calling safe. Yeah, they tried to test Crump, see if Bizzle could catch him sleeping over at third base, and he had to dive back head first. It was a really close play at third base, but Young didn't get the tag down on Crump in time. And Crump standing safely at third base, and that, and you mentioned before the strike throw him out double play that we saw yesterday. That would be a huge double play for Festus to get them out of the inning.
0: As players make their way down to the Festus bullpen. With two outs, Cooper lays off the slider for a ball on
1: outside. Brady Montgomery already up to 43 pitches on the game, and I don't think Coach Jeff Montgomery wants to work him too deep into the 105 pitches that he's allowed.
0: The 1-0. High for a ball, 2-0. Montgomery worked really well through the first inning, needed just 10, then just 11 through the second at 21 at the end of 2.
1: He's got 23 pitches in this inning alone, though. And he's about to throw his 24th.
0: The 2-0 fouled off by Ryan Cooper. A good hack at it just behind it. Nowhere to put Ryan Cooper. The bases are loaded. Colton Crump at third. Aiden Redmond at second. And Jackson McDowell is at first. Ryan Cooper batting ahead in the count, two balls, one strike. The pitch, swing and a miss, the fastball right by him.
1: And the count, two balls and two strikes, and a big spot for the pitcher, Braden Montgomery. It's just you versus me at this point with Montgomery and Cooper, blowing a couple fastballs by him. He's giving him pitches that you can hit. I don't know how great the contact would be, but Montgomery's like, I'm challenging you with my fastball. Let's see if Ryan Cooper's up for the challenge. The
0: 2-2, swing and a miss. He struck him out and strands the bases loaded. We
1: head to the bottom of the third
0: inning, 9-1-2 up for Festus, and a good job by Braden Montgomery to get out of the jam with two strikeouts in a row. He's got three on the game, and we head to the bottom of the third, one, nothing Festus on KFMO.
4: Lacary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who helped support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted Body Shop in the Parkland in 2018. American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops.
7: If you've slipped into the habit of spending a lazy evening in front of the TV, there's nothing to watch on television. (sighs) Try the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington for an evening of fun, the tastiest food, and sports on one of their big screens. Challenge your family to shooting some hoops, clearing the pool table, or testing your quickness with one of the video games in the arcade at the bullpen. You'll find something for everyone, including daily specials and events. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lettington.
6: After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning?
7: (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find out how J.J.
1: Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs. 573-358-3674.
0: Rue leads things off for Festus in a one-nothing lead for his club. He's the ninth
1: spot in the order, and to take you through the third, fourth, and fifth here, Sean Malone, Jared Pettis. Thank you very much. Pitch on the outside. For a minute It is Ryan Cooper for a strike, and the count goes quickly 0-2 to Henry Rue. We're in the bottom of the third inning in a one-nothing ball game. Festus. Give credit to Braden Montgomery. In a world of trouble with the bases loaded, he's able to work out of it. And the bottom half of the third inning begins with a Festus Tigers hit by pitch. Henry Rue got that one. Where, I'm not sure. It looked like maybe his foot. Either way, he's on first base. And now we got time called on the mound. Having to tuck his jersey in is Landon Johnson, the starter for today's game, for the Farmington Knights. I remember that before when he came out, he was pitching, and his jersey wasn't tucked in at all. It's sounded like it just came untucked. So we got a runner on for the Festus Tigers and back to the top of the order as well with Jeremiah Cunningham coming to the plate. Maya's 0-for-1 on the game so far. Strikeout swinging. Pitched to Cunningham. Missing upstairs for a ball, 1-0. up. got Hayden Bates awaiting his turn on deck. Bates had that loud triple to right center field. Pickoff throw to first. Diving back head first in time is Henry Rue. And believe it or not, this is only the second batter that we've seen stand at first base for the Festus Tigers during this game. The other one, Mason Shermer, got hit by a pitch back in the first inning. There's a strike dropped in to Jeremiah Cunningham. But the inning quickly ended on a fly out to left field. This is the first time we get to see Landon Johnson, the lefty, facing first base for an extended period of time. Popped up on the infield. Third baseman, Crump, called off by the shortstop, Redmond. He settles in and got it for out number two, or excuse me, out number one.
0: That's a good play by the shortstop, Redmond, to call off Crump at third base. Any ball that the shortstop can get to on that side of the infield, it's
1: his. He had the better angle on it, too. Yeah, he was attacking downhill, Crump. It looked like it was kind of drifting backwards on him, so he'd have to get into a bit of a backpedal, which is never ideal. I'll bring Hayden Bates to the plate, and he smashes this one to left field. Kind of knuckleballs a little bit on Connor Rice. He dives, and he's got the out in left field. But Connor Rice, the whole way, didn't look comfortable with that one, but he stayed tracking it, and it stayed pretty square on him. And he made that nice play and left for the out as Rue trots back to first base, two down in the bottom of the third inning.
0: Well, that's one where if he was using a metal bat, Connor Rice would have had to go back on it, and I think that's what Rice was thinking. It almost looked like his first step was going to go back, and he decided wisely to just stand there, and then as it knuckled on him, he had to make a dive
1: to make the play. That's why they teach you in the outfield, your first step should be back when you're unsure, because it's easier to do that. You take a step back, and then you can still attack downhill, as opposed to when you see players get beat usually because they took a step forward, and then it's over their head and out of play. First pitch, a ball to Tyler Bizzle. As starting pitcher in today's game, Landon Johnson trying to strand the runner, and the ball gets away from the catcher, Ryan Cooper. He can't see it. It was to his left behind Tyler Bizzle, and coming off the mound all the way to foul territory to pick it up is Landon Johnson, and luckily for him, Rue only makes it to second base all said and done.
0: Yeah, Ryan Cooper didn't throw off the mask there. That's a, a situation where they tell you, throw the mask off, you can find it easier. And as he looked that way, he looked to his left uh, several times and just couldn't see it. It was also, he was screened by the by the uh, batter, rather, Tyler
1: Bizzle. Bizzle's in the right-handed batter's box and ropes this one into left field. They're going to send the runner, Rue, from second. The throw from Rice is going to come home, and the tag is applied as Rue is done down by Connor Rice with a pair of huge plays in left field. Ten the bottom of the third inning, Still a one-run ball game as we're through three. Festus out in front of Farmington, one to nothing on KFMO.
8: Hi, folks. John Robinson here. Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Super Center, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime, and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates. Two thousand twenty-three Grand Cherokee Ls, rebates up to fifty five hundred dollars plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them. Half tons, three quarters, and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it. Diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us, Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Super Center, Farmington, Missouri.
3: Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC.
8: To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats.
7: Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's Creamy Fresh Frozen Custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger.
8: Come to Culver's and let us make your day a
1: little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious.
3: Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington.
1: High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCari Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyden Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. It's the designated hitter, Colby Larkins, to lead things off in the top of the fourth inning. And he'll be followed up by the man of the hour, at least half an inning ago, Connor Rice, who's bat second. And then Trevor Sutherland, the seven-hitter, will bat third in this inning. Pitch in the dirt, misses for a ball to Colby Larkins, counts it's 1-0. and oh. Larkins on the day so far on a ground out to third baseman Trenton Young. The 1-0 oh from Braden Montgomery, who remains in the game, misses on the outside part of the plate. It's a ball, and it counts it's 2-0. and oh. Back to that last play of last
0: inning, Sean, and Connor Rice and left played that perfectly. Knew he couldn't get there in the air, so he didn't try and rush it and then play it on a weird hop. Instead, he waited for it to come to him. Markins
1: steps aside as it goes by him on the inside part of the plate, missing for a ball. Then he just fired a strike right home on one hop and a good play, too. It was a perfect throw to his catcher, Ryan Cooper, who was able to turn and apply the swipe tag to get the out. There's a get-me-over strike from Braden Montgomery. Three and one, your count. And one-nothing ball game. Festus out in front of Farmington. And both sides with some really impressive fielding to keep it that way as there's ball four. Delivered low to Colby Larkins. Gets away from the catcher, Bizzle, but not very far behind him. Now keep Larkins at first base with a lead-off walk to begin the fourth inning. with Connor Rice coming to the plate. Heading down to the bullpen Sean. For Festus it is Cole Skaggs. He's a senior. Third time this ball game for the Farming Knights. Their leadoff hitter has reached safely, or excuse me, not the leadoff hitter. Only the second time in this game but they've had runners in every inning so far, but nothing to show for it. First pitch fastball blown past Connor Rice low as he swings over the top of it. So it's a strike and the count is 0-1. Rice in the day so far, one for one on a single on a hard ground ball to left field, one of just two hits or three hits rather for Farmington today. Montgomery sets chest high the one out, or the zero one one rather as Montgomery falls off the mound, the pitch they say the
0: batter went around yeah. there's no way he went around, but the call was a strike, I think it was in there anyways
1: they did an appeal to the infield umpire the count's at 0-2 with Larkins at first. He's got an average lead over there at first base as Montgomery delivers the pitch. Fouled back. Count remains. No balls, two strikes as Montgomery just delivered his 55th pitch of the game.
0: Be interesting, Sean, to go back when uh, baseball was created and figure out who the first batter was that was out on a foul ball and was like, hey, uh, uh, I, I got a piece of it. We got to redo yeah. this.
1: Pitching the dirt, missing for a ball. The first time they they finally decided, all right, you know what? That's not fair.
0: (laughs) Then the first batter that
1: did it into the catcher's (laughs) mitt. Like, no, no, you are out. No, you're still out. I caught it. The 1-2. High and inside. Look out. Connor Rice has a duck underneath that one. And he'll dig back into a 2-2 count now. Got Montgomery set on the mounds, Larkins at first. He hasn't tried him. It's an, a below average lead over at first base from Larkins now as the breaking ball. Connor Rice swings over the top of it for strikeout number four of the ball game from Braden Montgomery. He got him on the slider. Strikeouts, they're brought to you by Complete Vision Care. They offer quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient with locations in Ludington and Festus. Trevor Sutherland will dig in at the plate in the left handed batter's box. Middle infield now positions himself at double play depth, and it's fouled back into the roof. That's it's high above the stands here at Wilson-Rosier Ballpark, and the count is 0-1. Montgomery, deal one Upstairs, missing for a ball. One ball, one strike, your count's. On this game, Montgomery has been efficient, but he hasn't really been pounding the strike zone throughout this game. Just delivered pitch number 60 on the contest. Only 34 of them have found the zone. The 1-1. Swung on a miss. Gets away from the catcher. Bizzle, he can't track it down right away, which gives Larkins plenty of time to trot into second base standing up.
0: It's a tough cut from Sutherland. Swinging over the top of that pitch in the dirt. We're
1: going to have a... Meeting at the
0: mound, or I think yeah, the, the umpires are going to talk get this. together and,
1: a, and discuss whether or not this was fouled. I didn't hear any crack of the bat. I didn't either. It's a quick meeting.
0: I don't think anything will change. Joe Elking is making his way back to home plate. Tim Donzi, though, the field umpire, still standing in front of the mound.
1: And it looks like the meeting's adjourned and everyone's all right. It is a swing and a miss. So the count's, it's one and two. We've got a big gap in left center field for Trevor Sutherland. Now he's the lefty, but I saw it before for Connor Rice as well. Now in left field, Henry Rue really playing towards the line. Lead it second for Larkin. Takes it a stride further in the pitch. Hit on the ground towards second. Sliding stop by Jeremiah Cunningham, but it kicks off his heel, and everyone's safe. Larkins goes to third. Sutherland's at second on the E4. That's
0: a tough play by Cunningham. Had to go get it. Didn't really... I mean, he went down to a knee. Likely that he had to, and as he went down to a knee, it just botched off of his glove.
1: You still want to keep that as an arrow? I, I do. If you want? I okay. do.
0: I was... Waiting to see what you ruled it as, they would have had an out had he picked it up. Yeah,
1: and it's one he did have to go over for it, but I think it's one that Jeremiah Cunningham will even tell you he should have had. Now I'll bring Brady Cox to the plate. Another opportunity for Farmington with two on and one away, and the bases loaded an in- inning ago in this exact same situation with one out, and they didn't get anybody home as back-to-back strikeouts were delivered by Braden Montgomery. Starts off Brady Cox with a strike. It's 0-1 Pitch That is a beautiful slider Delivered by Montgomery Dropped in for strike two But fooled Brady
0: Cox He turned out a, away from it Sometimes you'll see that with a curveball too But Montgomery throws a slider And that one found the inside part of the plate And had a lot of break to it Montgomery
1: working quickly The 0-2 Slow roller towards first. Schermer, he's going to go home with it. The catcher, Bizzle, has it. He throws to third, and they've got Larkins in a rundown. Back to the catcher and Bizzle. And no, they missed the tag. And sliding home and tagged out by the first baseman, Shermer is, co- is excuse me, Larkins. And now, hang on, the umpiring crew disagreeing with one another. Farmington coming out to argue the call. Jeff Montgomery making his way out as well. So Josh Hain
0: is going to be calling... Or Josh Haines arguing that there was catcher interfer- or interference on the base path if Montgomery, or if, uh, rather, the catcher didn't make Bizzle. the tag.
1: Ca- the Bizzle didn't make the tag. But then wouldn't that be out of the base path at that point? That's something I was wondering in that moment, too. That's right. How far out Larkin had to go to try to avoid that. As the base path rule really right is... Right now, is it's a 3-5-2-1. It was uh, Shermer that came in. So 3. Then. Oh, yeah, 3, Shermer's rather. Three. baseman. So 3 2 ground out. Brady Cox at second base as
0: the rundown got him over there. Mason Schirmer in a heap of pain in the third base foul territory. He might have rolled his ankle as he was coming in to swipe the tag on the runner. That was Colby Larkins. He's going to make his way back out there. The umpire meeting is adjourned. Back to the dugout is Jeff Montgomery and Mason Schirmer's sunglasses are in foul territory and an assistant
1: coach going to have to go grab those. And with all that chaos happening on the base pass, it did allow Sutherland to advance to third and Cox to second. And it remains a one nothing ball game in favor of Festus. Pitch misses for a ball. Count is 1-0. And Brandon Montgomery trying to pull another Houdini act here. An escape imminent danger. He's still not out of it yet. You got Colton Crump up at the plate. Nine hitter for the Farmington Knights. First base is open, counts one and oh. With two away in the top of the fourth. Soft grounder towards first. Far easier play for Schirmer this time as he takes it to the bag himself for out number three. And that will do it to end the top half of inning number four. The Farmington Knights get no runs off no hits. One error commit by Festus but they leave two stranded on base. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning. Your score remains 1-0. is out in front of Farmington on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240, KFMO.
5: Complete vision care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the
0: Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting complete vision care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete vision care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice.
7: We won't be beat. Plaza Tire Service is the low-price leader on tires. And if you do manage to find a lower price on a comparable tire, we'll match it with our low-price pledge. Stretch your dollars with outstanding deals from Plaza Tire Service on tires for your car, van, truck, crossover, SUV, and more. Plaza Tire Service has a huge selection of tires in stock and ready to install today. Plus, get six months' deferred interest on purchases of $149 or more with your Plaza Tire Service card. For the best deal on tires, see Plaza Tire Service. High School Baseball on
1: KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete vision care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. Willet we'll home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And shelter insurance agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. We get to the bottom of the fourth inning. It's Mason Shermer to lead things off for Festus as they got the middle third of the order coming to the plate. Shermer Montgomery, Gross a lot of really impressive fielding in this game from both sides and that's a big reason why this game is only one nothing You, Connor Rice about an inning ago flashing the leather out in left field and Shermer with a couple of really tough plays especially on that chaotic out at the plate on the fielder's choice for out number two half an inning ago he starts off taking the ball one
0: Sean I want to know what possessed him in his mind to cover home plate when no one was there I guess he just saw it open and saw Whoa, if he gets around that tag I gotta be there and well, that's exactly what happened. Well, that's what you're
1: – at first base, you know, once you go home with it, what's the point of covering first base at right, that point? They're going right. to push for second base. So, you know, just go back up the catcher, especially when that rundown begins and it starts to become all hands on deck with a rundown on the third base line. Hard grounder snagged at second by Probst. Throw to first. Cox stretches, has it, throughout number one in the bottom of the fourth
2: inning.
0: That's a good play by the second baseman, Caden Probst, to
1: play that on a backhand. Took a weird hop off the lip of the grass. That'll bring Brayden Montgomery to the plate. He's currently in line for the win. And this 1-0 ball game can help his own cause at the plate here. So far in the day, he's 0-for-1. A pop-out to left field. Connor Rice with another nice play. He's had a couple of them throughout this game. Breaking ball. Nice frame by Ryan Cooper. Called strike on the outside part of the plate. Landon Johnson, the lefty, remains in the game for the Farmington Knights. Worked efficiently. Through three-plus innings so far. Three and a third, if you want to be exact. And he misses there for a ball. Count is one ball, one strike. That's only his 42nd pitch of the ball game. Needed 17 in the first. That's the only time he's thrown more than 10 in any inning. Pop out right field. Trevor Sutherland there for out number two. And Johnson right now on pace to have another sub-11 pitch inning once again. Ten in the second, ten in the third, and he's just thrown his sixth in this inning.
0: Yeah, it's 17 in the first, so a really, really good job of uh, by Lennon Johnson to settle down after that first inning in which he allowed a triple debates and he would end up scoring on
1: a wild pitch. And Festus has had some hard contact today, but like I said, Farmington, the outfield in particular, has done a nice job gobbling up anything. Festus has put some solid wood on. Pitching the inside, missing for a ball, is turning away from it. Is the batter, Jackson Gross with 2 away. a Pitch to him. Got the inside corner for strike one. One ball, one strike, your count. Again, Ryan Cooper doing a really nice job, especially on that right-handed side of the plate. Snatching it and framing it. We've seen a couple of close ones called strikes. Swung on a miss. Jackson Gross waves at that one, and the count is one and two. The 1-2. Breaking ball, yanked foul. And the fielding has really had to pick up Johnson throughout this game compared to Montgomery. Montgomery's got four strikeouts. through threw three innings, or four innings, excuse me, of work. That's solid. One strikeout per inning. Johnson's only gotten one strikeout throughout this game so far. And it was the first batter he faced in Jeremiah Cunningham, Sean. The 1-2. Breaking ball that didn't have any break in it. Trying to throw it front door on Jackson Gross. And it got him on the shoulder. So he'll take first base with the hit-by pitch. Gross was hugging the plate. I think Landon Johnson kind of threw his hands up like he just turned it over the plate. It's kind of one of those where, you know, you turn like you're getting away from it, but the turning kind of makes you more square with the pitcher and makes you an easier target to hit. I don't think it was intentional of Gross turning into it because usually you don't see a turn so much as you do a lean, you know? Mm -hmm. But we didn't really see him lean. He just kind of turned and... Like I said, when your shoulders get square like that, contact area is bigger. Throw over it first from the lefty Johnson. Gross slides back in head first. Also helps, Sean, if you're up in the box too on those breaking pitches. Like I said, that one, it wasn't a great pitch from Johnson either. It was a breaking ball that just didn't break. pitch upstairs, missing for a ball. And the count sits one ball, one strike. Lead it first from Gross. As Johnson delivers the pitch. Swung on a miss. Losing it for a second is Ryan Cooper, but he's able to track it back down. And it's a one-two count as Johnson trying to escape this inning unscathed. Keeps the Festus Tigers shut out as well. 1-2, runner goes. Hit and run is on. This one's sliced foul up the uh, right field line.
0: Well, that would have scored the run, Sean, or at least got him over to third. I'm sure that uh, Jeff Montgomery would
1: have sent him with oh, where absolutely. that ball was headed, but hugging the line, and it just didn't stay fair. I mean, the speed from Jackson Gross, he was already around second base by the time that ball landed. If that's in fair territory, Jackson Gross is home. I'm not even sure if there's a play to be made at the plate. no matter how good of an arm Sutherland's got in right field. Digging back in is Cole Skaggs. The 1-2. Swung on and miss for strike three, and there's the second strike out of the game for Landon Johnson. It comes at a key time to end the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one runner left stranded by the Festus Tigers in a 1-0 ball game. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike on Farmington, and Jonathan Stephan in Deloge. You're listening to KFM's coverage of the Farmington Wood Bat Tournament.
7: You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better. We've got wheels, leveling kits, and of course, the area's largest selection of light truck tires. With ATs and mud tires up to 35s and bigger, Plaza Tire Service has you covered. The pros at Plaza Tire Service can help you select a great combination that will work with your truck. Plus, with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing, your upgrades can be easy on your budget. So take your truck from stock to spectacular with Plaza Tire Service.
5: Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We
0: would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Hi, folks. John
8: Robinson here. Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Super Center, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime, and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates. Two thousand twenty-three Grand Cherokee Ls, rebates up to fifty-five hundred dollars plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them. Half tons, three quarters, and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it. Diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us, Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Super Center, Farmington, Missouri.
7: High
1: School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. Top of the order to things off for the Farmington Knights in the top half of inning number five. It's Redmond, McDowell, and Probst all due to bat. against Braden Montgomery. He's pitching a nice game for Festus so far. But Festus shut out. Or keeping Farmington shut out, rather. Montgomery sets, takes a step as he does in his windup, and now delivers the pitch. Swung and a miss. Fastball blown past Redmond for strike one. Seen some periodic work in the bullpen from the Festus Tigers as Montgomery is up to 68 pitches on the game. About to deliver 69, and it's popped up and out of play. Count 0 and 2 to Aiden Redmond.
0: It's interesting. Cole Skaggs, and we were told this pregame by head coach Jeff Montgomery off air, he would be the second pitcher to pitch in this game if needed, and he's been the one making the trip down. It'll be interesting
1: if they use him in the second game if he doesn't go in this one. We'll see. Montgomery, outside of that one inning, has been pretty efficient throughout this game with his pitches. That inning was the fourth and the third, rather, actually two innings. He had 10 in the first, 11 in the second, then 26 in the third, 20 in the fourth, where in both innings he got in a lot of trouble as he misses away with the fastball. One and two, your count. We'll see what this inning holds and how long of a leash he's got. The one, two. Breaking ball, sliced foul. Well,
0: Redman stepped back away from that off-speed pitch and then noticed it was coming back in and just fouled it off. He didn't want to put that into the hands of Joe
1: Elking, the home plate umpire good piece of hitting from Aiden Redmond to slice it off foul. And the count sits one and two. Here's the pitch from Montgomery. Yanked up the third baseline and passed the third base baseman Trent Young as he tried to stab at it with his glove. I don't know if he even got a piece of it.
0: I don't think he did, Sean. I'm going to rule that as a base hit because yeah. I, I don't well, well, think they would have even...
1: You I don't, can't I don't... call it an error if he didn't touch it. That's the thing. Well, I mean, I, If it's
0: if it's a routine play, you could. But that one wasn't really routine. He had to go to it in an odd hop, and I don't think he would have thrown out Redmond out over there. We'll give we'll give Redmond the single, and that's two hits on, for him on the day. And we'll see a visit at the mound and more action down there in the bullpen as uh, there's
1: a couple people down there, but only one throwing. It's not Jeff Montgomery who's coming out. It's one of his assistant coaches making his way out onto the hill, and they haven't taken the ball away from Brandon Montgomery.
0: Probably just trying to settle him down here. Not that he's in any trouble currently, but it is a leadoff single.
1: And then you could also use this to reset the defense, too. Well, especially it's a big situation. It's a one-run ball game. Farmington, in each of the last two innings, has had chances to tie this game up. They haven't been able to get anyone home. In spite of having a bases-loaded situation with one out and runners on the corners with one out. McDowell, the center fielder, coming to the plate. He's 0-for-1 on the day, grounded into a double play back in the first inning and was hit by a pitch his second go-around.
0: Another player just went down to the bullpen. I think he was just relaying a message, though, to the pitcher. Now he awaits down there,
1: uh, eyeing the field. Bunt, sliced foul, and did it get a piece of the batter? McDowell as it rolls into fair territory. Yes, it did. Play's dead. Redmond was off on contact. Seeing Jeremiah Cunningham kind of leap towards each other as they cross paths, making their way back to first base for Redman and the second base fielding position for Cunningham. And now Jeff Montgomery out having a conversation with the home plate umpire. Yeah, he's either talking,
0: one, did McDowell step on the plate when he made contact with the ball? He'd be out in that instance. Or two, did the foul ball or the bunt touch him in fair territory? Because he'd also
1: be out in that instance as well. Instead, we play on. Yeah, so it's... Neither one of those two instances, and Montgomery seems content as he makes his way back to the dugout. Lead at first from Redmond, pitch, bunt, sliced foul. Counts it's 0-2. On the top of the fifth inning in a one nothing ball game.
0: Sean, the last time McDowell was unable to get the bunt down was the first inning when he grounded into a double play.
1: Middle infield's at double play depth, and it was the same situation. Aidan Redman was the runner at first. He's got a below average lead there. Now he takes a big secondary stride, and a breaking ball misses over the top of Jackson McDowell for a ball. McDowell again ducking out of the way of that one as it, had it been any lower, would have got the strike zone. That's the 75th pitch from Braden Montgomery. He's thrown eight in this inning so far. Here's nine in this inning, 76 on the game. Knocked down by Trenton Young at third. Only play is to first. Had a chance at the double play if he handled it cleanly just because it got to him so quickly, but he does at least get the out at first. Redmond advances to second, one away, top of the fifth inning. That's a smart play by
0: Young over there at third base. Could have got two, bumbled it a little bit, though, and made the wise play to at least get one, as he had plenty of time as that two-hopper got on him pretty quickly.
1: Brings Probst to the plate. The runner in scoring position for the third inning in a row for Farmington with only one away. Pitch from Montgomery. Missing upstairs. To 1-0 count. Probst on the day. He's 0 for 2. Struck out swinging twice so far. Look to second from Montgomery looks again and delivers the one out. outside part of the plate, called a strike 1-1 one and one. he's got Redmond at second he represents the game-tying run as Montgomery delivers the pitch low and inside, missing for a ball 2-1 and one.
0: That's a good take by Caden Propes. Lay off of that one you don't like in a 1-1 count because you still have another,
1: another strike to work with. Montgomery set. peaked to second. He'll look an- another time. And the 2-1. Popped up foul territory. Behind home plate towards the dugout and running out of room is third baseman Trent Young. Well, the, he can't track it down. The problem with where he was at as well is he was coming with
0: so much speed. There's a rectangle over there that's painted out with chalk. He can't go in that and make a catch. That is also part of the dugout. So he would have had to stop there and reach in. And with where that ball was, he wouldn't have there's no way he would have been able to reach it from standing at the edge of the uh that little rectangle.
1: Especially trying to know that in an unfamiliar ballpark as well. It's kind of like towing the line in football at that point. Two and two, your count for Probst. Montgomery taking his time on the hill. He's set. And the 2-2 pitch. Swung out a miss, strike three. Caden Probst swings over the top of that one. And it's the fifth strikeout of the game for Braden Montgomery. And it's out number two here in the top of the fifth. That brings Ryan Cooper to the plate.
0: And it's the third time Caden Probst has struck out. Tough
1: day at the plate for Mr. Probst. Hazelwood West has arrived. One of the teams also participating in this tournament. They'll play next against these Festus Tigers. Breaking ball, look out. Ducking underneath it, Ryan Count
0: is 0-1. How much longer do you think they'll go with Montgomery? He's not in too much trouble here, but if a runner gets on and Colby Larkin's coming up, I could see a pitching change.
1: I could see that as well. As Skaggs, he's the D.H., in today's game, but he's been out in that bullpen for now three innings in a row, and he's kind of just hanging around, not really warming up at this point anymore. Montgomery sets. Taking his time on the hill. Here's the one out. Got the corner on the outside part of the plate. 1-1 one and one your count. Ryan Cooper is 0-2 on the day so far. Ground at the short, strikeout swinging. Montgomery looks to second. Looks again, and here's the 1-1. Oh, that got Ryan Cooper. Breaking ball without any break to it on the slider. And he's hit by a pitch, and that's two on with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. I think they're trying to see if Montgomery can get through this fifth. As his father and head coach Jeff Montgomery has stepped out of the dugout, hasn't made his way over to the mound yet. We'll see. He's just kind of mulling around next to it. We do have a Curtis runner over at first base for Farmington.
0: It is Ian uh,
1: Sales who's yeah. over at first. So Ian Sales will run in place of Ryan Cooper, the catcher. With Colby Larkin comes to the plate, who's 0 for 1. Ground out on the left-hand side of the infield to Trent Young at third. And a walk, that's his day. And he was a part of that odd rundown that was an out in the fourth inning. Missing on the outside part of the plate for a ball. is Montgomery want to know? They're just trying to see if Montgomery can get through this fifth inning. Then you would only need two innings out of your... DH who's in the bullpen right now and Cole Skaggs and then he can start with a clean inning as well he's not starting with runners on stepping off the mound Montgomery as he strides towards second diving back head first is Redmond no one was covering the bag for Montgomery to throw to Montgomery sets look to second the one out Pulled on the left-hand side. It goes off third base and into the outfield. Rue comes on. He picks it up. No time to make the throw. Home. Off on contact was Redmond. He scores, and we are tied up at one all. Trenton Young slaps his glove off his thigh. There is nothing in the world he could have done with that one. No, Sean, he played it perfectly. He would have been right
0: there, too, to corral it and likely go to the bank for the force out. Instead, the bag said nope. It hit it, popped over him, went into left field, and that allowed Redmond to come in to score.
1: And a 1-1 ball game here in the top of the fifth inning, and here comes Jeff Montgomery. and I believe we'll see a pitching change here as the day might be done for Braden Montgomery. And here comes Cole Skaggs out of the bullpen. And they'll insert him into the game, and... Making his way to the dugout now is Trenton Young. So it looks like he'll be the odd man out when all is said and done. Hanging his head, but there's nothing he could have done on that way. I mean, that was just one that it was a low grounder and just luck at the draw. That hit third base pretty square and just shot up into the air. There's no way young or anybody is going to have the leaping ability to pull that down. Maybe O'Neill, the tall third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates, their young player that. He's injured. Injured now. at the moment, but, you know, a young, bright star out in Pittsburgh. Even he, I think he's like a 6'5 third baseman or something like that. He's just a ridiculous height for an infielder that's not playing first base. I don't even think he could have had the ups to try to no, pull that one. That one
0: popped at least 10 or. Ten or eleven or twelve feet in the air Sean it's almost like it and uh, had that little bounce effect off the base
1: because of how square it hit it. They've been playing some of like the Super Mario <laughs> yeah. you know sound effects throughout this game here uh, they're playing some warm up music for Cole Skaggs who's going through his tosses at the moment right now you know, he almost needed that <laughs> yes. sound effect when it went up third base because that's how it looked it looked like it was just you know kind of like a springboard into left field. Glad you made that noise. I was going to attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> you got Cole Skag throwing through his warm-up tosses right now, but Montgomery not out of the woods. Here's the stat line on him throughout this game. Four and two-thirds innings pitched. He faced 23 batters, thrown 86 pitches, 52 for strikes, 34 for balls. He allowed five hits, one run, which was earned. He walked two, struck out five, and hit a pair of batters in this game as well. ERA of 1.5, whip of 1.5. He did leave six batters stranded throughout this game, and he's hoping two more batters are going to be stranded as well. Sales at second, who's courtesy running in place of Cooper, the catcher for Farmington, and Larkins at first because Montgomery, who's now at third base, is responsible for both of them. And here comes Connor Rice to the game. He's had a nice game so far, one for two. Singled on a hard ground ball up the line into left field and a strikeout swinging so far. Larkins at first, Sales at second, two away, top of the fifth inning. Cole Skaggs sets at the belt. Pitch popped up behind home plate, now drifting into fair territory, and the first baseman calls everyone off. It's Shermer, and he's got it for the third and final out to end the top of the fifth inning. Skaggs needs only one pitch to end it, but the Knights do get a run home off of two hits. No errors, and they leave a pair stranded. We are through four and a half innings of play to the bottom of the fifth. We go brand new ball game. 1-1 your score between Festus and Farmington on KFMO. After I drop
6: the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning?
7: (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company,
9: Columbia, Missouri.
3: Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park
4: Hills.
8: To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member, Paul, tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats.
7: Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins? We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger.
8: Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin
3: Wisconsin with with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington
1: to the bottom of the fifth inning we go 8-9-1 and due up for the Festus Tigers as they saw their one run lead that lasted them throughout almost this entire ball game and it was a half an inning ago as Husky takes ball one low count 1-0 and oh. Landon Johnson on the mound still for the Farmington Knights model of efficiency just 54 pitches he's thrown including that one 55 with his first strike at the bottom of the fifth inning 1-1 one, one, your count Got Henry Rue do up next, and then to Jeremiah Cunningham in the top of the order. Swung on a miss. One and two, your count. <laughs> oh for one on the day is Husky. He's got a ground out to Probst at second. The one two. Another grounder towards second, gobbled up by Probst to first. The stretch from Cox in time, one away. We've seen some really, really good fielding throughout this game on both sides. Yes, we have. We got an error against Bestis. But other than that, seldom any miscues in the field. And in fact, a lot of really nice fielding plays that have saved some runs. A beautiful day. I wonder if just the fielders are just
0: uh, benefiting from the beautiful weather we have. Very little wind, not cold,
1: so you won't lose feeling in any fingertips. No. You mentioned the little wind as well. We've seen a tiny bit blowing from left to right, but not enough to have any sort of impact on the ball. The 1-0, sliced back foul. We're all leaving at 1-1 to Henry Rue, who was hit by a pitch to begin the third inning. He digs in here in the bottom of the fifth as the sun ducks behind some clouds. A 1-1. Swung on a miss. That's a strike. And the count sits one and two. Somebody in the Festus dugout forgot
0: how many strikes there were. Rue swung and missed, and the ball went about 20 yards away from catcher Ryan Cooper, and you hear run out of the dugout. <laughs> Rue kind of looked back at the dugout like,
1: huh? It's a one-two count. That's only the second strike on Rue. Here's the pitch. There's strike three as Rue... Swings through the fastball. Gets away from the catcher, though. But the throw on the first from Cooper in time. Bottom of the fifth inning. Now two away for Jeremiah Cunningham. Leadoff hitter for the Festus Tigers, who is 0 for 2 on the day so far. Struck out swinging in his first at-bat and popped out to shortstop Aiden Redmond.
0: That strikeout is the third by pitcher Landon Johnson. Strikeouts courtesy of Complete Vision Care, offering quality eye care and premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient. Locations in Leadington and Festus. the Best Eye Doctor in the Parkland four years in a row.
1: Greenville Bears making their way into Wilson-Rosier. We'll see them facing off against Farmington coming up later on this evening in the nightcap. First pitch strike to Cunningham. Set at the belt is Johnson. Field one. Swung on and missed on the off speed. Out in front was Cunningham. And the count is
0: 0-2. We've seen Cunningham have success in this field. You know he wants to get one here.
1: The 0-2. Reaches for one. Pulls it. Just ever so foul. It was a really nice piece of hitting from Jeremiah Cunningham. If you would have told me you would have swung at that one that far out of the plate. (laughs) As a right-handed hitter. And and pull it and pull it foul. I don't know how he just bent physics to be able to pull that one foul. That was in the left-handed batter's box. Almost like he
0: brought an oar up to the
1: plate. And it's coming from a lefty as well, so it's not like it's a righty with a lot of break, and it's kind of coming across your body. The 0-2 does it again. Over the head of the third baseman Colton Crump and into left field this time for a two-strike, two-out hit from Jeremiah Cunningham as he knocks it into left. He's going to push for second as the throw gets away.
0: That'll be an error to get him over there, Sean. Johnna Rice, I believe, is the one that had the offline throw. It's a tough break as now, instead of having two outs and a runner at first, there's two outs and the potential go-ahead runner's at second and in
1: scoring position. I'll bring Hayden Bates to the plate and Bates with that big triple in his first at bat. Lined out on a well-struck ball to left field his second time around that Connor Rice had a nice play on and can untie this game with the speedy Jeremiah Cunningham at second. He's just got to get it through the infield. It would take a heck of a throw from one of these outfielders, especially with how deep they're playing as well to try to gun down Jeremiah Cunningham. Just look out in right field, how far back Trevor Sutherland is playing in a wood bat tournament. Time called at the plate by Ryan Cooper the catcher for Farmington and he'll go out and have a conversation with Landon Johnson this is a huge moment of this ball game Hayden Bates two hitter for the Festus Tigers their shortstop up Jeremiah Cunningham is at second base and he won't be up much longer they're going to put Hayden Bates on with the intentional walk I don't mind that play it's open he had that triple back in the first and that will put the pressure now on Tyler Bizzle instead Bizzle not get any easier with him. He's got a pop out to foul territory in right field, and singled on a fly ball to left.
0: And we're going to talk it over again. Back to back mountain visits without a pitch being thrown. It's interesting though that they did want Bates in an 0-1 count. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe Ryan Cooper saw something that Landon Johnson didn't
1: see. Or maybe just the decision from the dugout came later than the first pitch did from Landon Johnson. The foul ball is like, hey, you know what? Let's not risk it. Get him over at first base. We'll we'll put two on with two outs, and we'll pitch to Tyler Bizzle instead. Pitch misses low and inside on the feet to Bizzle. Want to know your count. Johnson looks to second, turns, and the pitch. Hit in the air, right field, hooking into foul territory, and will land out of the reach of everyone by a couple strides as Cox at first and Sutherland at right couldn't track it down Bizzle digs back into the right-handed batter's box on KFMO Park Hills in a 1-1 ball game between Festus and Farmington you've got Cunningham at second Bates at first Festus trying to untie this game that Farmington just knotted up pitch in the dirt missing
0: for a ball. Good job by Ryan Cooper to keep that one in front of him. And that holds the runner at second base, Jeremiah Cunningham there, as he got off of a second with a really big secondary.
1: Reading that one in the dirt. Johnson set, the 2-1. Hit right back where it came from and into center field for a base hit. Cunningham with a big turn around third. The throw is cut by first baseman Brady Cox as Cunningham scores and it's a 2 1 ball game. Festus has regained a one run lead.
0: Well, it's interesting. Hayden Bates had that triple in the first but then lined out in the third. Yeah, he was making good contact as I think we're about to see a pitching change, Sean. But he was behind 0 1. Oh, I think they don't.
1: They might challenge if he stepped on the bag at third base. Josh Hayne with a quick conversation with the home plate umpire, it's adjourned. Even thrown over to third base. Actually, yet. wait
0: a second. Maybe they're going to see if he didn't step on home, and the umpire is just going to let him challenge it.
2: Number thirty-four, Mason
1: Shermer, and no one's getting tagged or any bases being stepped on with the ball. But it is interesting, Sean, that
0: you were ahead 0-1 to Hayden Bates, and then you just put him on for Tyler Bizzle to get ahead
1: in the count and single and score Cunningham. That's where the analytics in Major League Baseball that are missing in high school baseball would be nice to know. I'd love to know the analytics of, as great as Hayden Bates is, are you better off with an 0-1 count against him versus a clean slate with Tyler Bizzle? Two on, two out, bottom of the fifth inning. Festus already with a two-out rally to get the go-ahead run home and make this a 2-1 ball game. Sees the count go 1-1 to Mason Shermer.
0: As a broadcaster, I'd also like to know what Josh Hane was saying to the umpire there that resulted in nothing. It was a quick conversation. It sure was. The 1-1. And the dirt
1: for a ball, 2-1 your count.
0: Again, a good job by Cooper to keep it in front of him.
1: Landon Johnson seeing the pitch count worked against him this inning for the first time this game, really. The fourth, or excuse me, the first was the most pitches he's thrown in any inning. With 17, he's about to throw his 20th. Runners at second and first, the 2-1. Runner goes for third, the throw, not in time, sliding in his baits as he had Landon Johnson absolutely timed up. He got a perfect jump off of the second base bag.
0: And that throw allows a stolen base for Tyler Bizzle as well, and now two in scoring position with a 2-2 count.
1: Johnson, trying to leave him stranded. Counts it to 2-2. Two two, as he sets belt tie. 2-2 pitch, hit hard on the ground towards second, props with it to first in time for the third and final out to end the inning, but it comes too little too late for the Farmington Knights after they get the first two down in order, the Festus Tigers turn around with one run scored on two hits in error but they do leave two stranded Farmington two up next, finding themselves trailing by a run once again Sutherland, Cox and Crump will all bat to lead off the top of the sixth inning on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO
4: Lecary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosher
1: Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right.
9: When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosher does it all for you. And put us to the
7: test Dale Moser out of body Consider
4: Consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full-body repair or full-body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. Carry Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops.
7: Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of High School Sports on KFMO. Call me, Financial Advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573 431 Two 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 zero for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member
4: SIPC.
1: High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington. Investus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. Will at Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. To the top of the sixth we go Festus with a 1-0 lead. Cole Skaggs remains on the hill as he delivers a pitch on the outside part of the plate for a ball to Trevor Sutherland and is now in line for the win as well and to take over the play-by-play duties the rest of the way. Here's Jared Pettis. Sean, thanks. The 1-0 fouled off down the
0: third baseline and to the sidewall here. 1-1 as Sutherland, Brady Cox, and Colton Crump. All the guaranteed hitters do up for Farmington. And back into the left-handed batter's box is Sutherland. The righty is Cole Skaggs from the wind-up. He deals. Oh, man, Sean, the 1-1. Must have got the outside part of the plate called a strike as Sutherland, Sutherland looks back at Joe Elking, the home plate umpire. He wasn't happy with that call. The 1-2. Slider. Beg your pardon, curveball in there on the ground of the second baseman. And Sutherland is out at first as Jeremiah Cunningham comes over and makes a good play. And there's one away in the sixth inning. And a 2-1 to game, Festus with the advantage. And the first baseman,
1: Brady Cox, in. He reached on a fielder's choice in the fourth. Festus is the home team today. So with them back in the lead, they'll bat in the bottom of the sixth inning with a chance to add to their lead, assuming Farmington doesn't tie us up or take the lead here in the top of the sixth. Then Farmington's going to have just three outs remaining to try to turn this ball game around. 1 0 to Brady Cox. And the windup
0: from Skaggs, the pitch outside for a ball, 2 0. Cox 0 for 2. Mentioned the fielder's choice in the fourth. He grounded out to the third baseman in the third. That's here in the sixth inning. As Skaggs needed just one pitch to get through the Final out of the fifth. And the 2 0. Swing and a miss at one up in the zone. And Cox just swung right underneath, underneath the fastball. Count now two and one. From the windup again, Skags delivers. This one lifted in the air. Foul and behind home plate. And out of play. And the count's even at two balls, two strikes. Working quickly from the windup. Skaggs drops the glove, lifts the arm and fires. And that one's on the ground to the third base side. But just foul as protecting was Cox. And he stays alive on a 2-2 count.
1: Farmington and Festus have matched up since 2014 a total of six times. And Festus has beaten Farmington five of those times matched up in the Farmington Woodback Classic a couple of times as well in the last couple of years and Vestas has taken four of them Farmington took it the last time these two teams faced off back in 2021
0: the 2-2 just misses high and the count runs full to the batter in the eighth spot Brady Cox and the payoff pitch swing and a miss, struck him out strikeout number one for Cole Skaggs strikeouts courtesy of complete vision care the ideal choice for glasses, contacts and suitable eye health since 1966 with locations in Lenington and Infestus.
1: And that brings in the lefty Colton Crump. One battle. For, Go ahead. One for two on the day, double on a fly ball to center and grounded out to first base. He lifts this one in the air towards the right fielder
0: coming in Jackson Gross. He'll call for it, settle underneath. And put it away, and that will retire the side and order. To the bottom of the sixth we go. Festus hoping it's their last time to the dish, and it'll be Braden Montgomery, Jackson Gross, and Cole Skaggs all due up in the sixth inning. 2-1, to one, Festus leading the Knights on KFMO.
1: High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Wilson-Roger Ballpark,
0: Farmington, Missouri, the site of the Farmington Woodbat Tournament. Festus and Farmington doing battle. Two to one, the Tigers leading. They've got the lead in the first in a 1-0 wild pitch that scored Hayden Bates after his one-out triple. Farmington would answer in the fifth and Festus would get it back as the first pitch swinging and fouling it off is Braden Montgomery.
1: Behind 0-1. The 75th pitch from Landon Johnson. No work yet in the Farmington bullpen. But in a 2-1 game, he's pitched really well. Just a few miscues here and there that Festus has been able to take advantage of. Imagine they'll keep him in as long as they can.
0: The O1 fouled off, make it O2. It was Aiden Redmond singling in the fifth. He would score on an RBI single from Colby Larkins. Then in the bottom of the fifth, Cunningham led off with a uh, batted with a two-out single. He was scored after a uh, RBI single from Tyler Bizzle, and the O2 fouled out of play again. We'll do it again. Game reset brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance in Park Hills and J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency at 63 School Street in Bonterre. Your local shelter insurance agents, we're your shield, we're your shelter. And we redo the 0-2 count and stepping off is Landon Johnson. He'll come set now in the 0-2 pitch. Off speed, swing and a miss. Out in front of that one, Braden
1: Montgomery, and strikeout number four on the game for Landon Johnson. Feels like those strikeouts for Johnson have come at key moments as well. I mean, here it's the first out, but you're trying to keep this at a one-run ball game. We've seen it before. He got one with two outs and runners on a few innings ago as well. And in the fourth, with the runner at first, it was the final strikeout
0: of the inning. Yeah, yeah the final out of the inning. Cloud cover in left field. Other than that, the rest of the field and daylight in the first pitch. 1-0 as Jackson Gross stands in in a lefty-lefty battle. He was hit back in the fourth inning. And he'll swing through this one on the outside part of the plate to even up the count. One ball, one strike. And a partly cloudy
1: skies when we arrived at the ballpark. It was clear the clouds coming in now. And you want that on a day like today. Yeah, it's nice and hot out, seventy five, but some clouds coming through here and there will do nice in terms of not letting it get too hot in the ballpark. Seventy five is perfect. The one one misses. Two and one.
0: And the pitch inside
1: Just missed. Man, Landon Johnson, what of the call, did not get it. We've seen that favorable call on the right-hand side of the plate throughout this game to both lefties and righties, but it doesn't come there for Johnson.
0: The 3-1 now. At the knee is called. Strike number two, and the count runs full. This could be the final inning of work for Landon Johnson, as if three outs on the seventh, It'll end it, and there's a call on the inside part of the plate that Johnson didn't get two pitches ago He gets it here,
1: and that's strikeout number five throw it up backwards Really impressive piece of pitching from Landon Johnson Especially like I said bouncing back you allow the go-ahead run an inning ago in the bottom of the fifth You want to give your team a fighting chance if you're Johnson get a quick efficient inning and get back out there with the top of the order coming to the plate as well in Farmington. It's going to be Aiden Redmond to lead off the top of the seventh.
0: The one on a hop and a diving play by the first baseman. Cox Race to the back, dives and tags it. What a play, Brady Cox. To end the inning. And his dugout is emptied as the players come to give him high fives. And he is pumped up, making his way back to the dugout. We've played six Full. Farmington needs to score at least one to keep it going. We head to the seventh inning. Three outs, and it's over. Two to one Festus on KFMO.
3: When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Terre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration.
7: Precious memories left behind. Bring us joy and peace of mind. When we celebrate the lives. of proud to be a part of high school sports, cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington.
5: Curtis Glass Center, a Park Hill serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-5616.
1: High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram in Farmington.
0: Seventh inning, and there's a new left fielder in for Festus. It's Brady Nolan. He'll take the spot of Henry Rue who was the left fielder. And a 2-1 game, Festus with the advantage. Farmington, their last hope, and it's the top of the order. Aiden Redmond, Jackson McDowell, and Caden Probst. And Redmond ahead, one ball, no strikes. Make it 1-0. The 1-0, fast ball, swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. And the count, one ball, and even at one strike. The pitch on the ground. That one was in foul territory at first, then hooked back into fair territory. (laughs) And look at that. (laughs) You see the (laughs) the runner, Redmond. So what happened was Schirmer just picked it up and stood right on the line, and Redmond just tried to dive between his legs. The problem is the bag
1: was about 10 feet behind
0: that, and and so that's an out.
1: (laughs) Schirmer kind of just stood there like, all right, what are you going to do? You can't get around me without running out of the base pass. And To his credit, Aiden Redmond did not run out of the base paths, and an effort was made, but he tried to just dive in between the legs of Schirmer. It was one of those, I don't know what step two is. Step one is dive five hole, (laughs) step two, if this works, I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: And Jackson McDowell ahead in the count 1-0 as that fastball misses outside.
1: That's what this is about at the end of the day, though. It's a wood bat tournament. There's some familiarity between Farmington and Festus, even though they're a county over from one another. But it's having fun at the end of the day. You can see both sides are certainly doing that. McDowell chases the
0: 1-0 high and swings and misses. One ball, one strike. On deck, Caden Probst. Farmington's got two outs to work with. The pitch outside for a ball. The new left fielder again. It's Brady Nolan in for Henry Rue. For the Festus Tigers. And a 2-1 count from the windup. Cole Skaggs deals. Lifts this one in the air. That is uh, Jackson McDowell, rather. The center fielder comes over into the right center
1: field gap. And Wyatt Husky makes the catch. Two away. Too much air underneath it. It was hit into a nice spot. But Husky had plenty of time to get over into that right center field gap and make the play for out number two.
0: And so Cole Skaggs is in line for the win if he can get this out. Caden Probst is up with two away, and the top of inning number seven, and a two-to-one ball game. Festus leading the Farmington Knights. First pitch to Probst, curveball hooks back into the zone for a strike. Caden Probst has struck out swinging in all three at bats, the first, third, and fifth, and as fourth. At the of the game, the
1: 0-1, low for a ball. And looking for a really clean appearance in relief as well in terms of the victory. He hasn't allowed a hit or a walk yet. Everyone that he's faced for Farmington, he's sent down. Cole Skaggs in a 1-1 count, back
0: to the rubber. Likes the sign he sees, goes in motion and deals, off speed, missing just low. And it's 2-1 to Probst, and Ryan Cooper is on deck. If we get there, he's 0 for 2.
1: The 2-1. Two, Outside, three balls, one strike. Well, Probst has to be as happy as anybody that it's Cole Skaggs and not Brandon Montgomery out there on the mound. Three strikeouts, all of them swinging against Brandon Montgomery. That's the day for Cole or Caden Probst so far. 3-1
0: count, the pitch. This one's sent to left field, and that'll get down for a two-out knock as grounding first base hard is Probst, and he'll have a two-out single. And that brings in Ryan Cooper with the tying run at first base. As Probst breaks the over, Number 11,
1: Ryan Cooper. Probst plays second base for Farmington, and I'm really curious, how aggressive are they going to get, especially against a catcher like Tyler Bizzle? I would think they normally wouldn't try to risk maybe sending Probst for second, but if you can get him over to second base, hitting to the outfield could potentially score him and tie this game up at 2-all. Two outs in the inning from the stretch.
0: Ryan Cooper helping out. Cole Skaggs, he, he swings at one in the
1: dirt. Then again, if you do take off with Probst, you're taking the bat out of the hands of your catcher and cleanup hitter. Pickoff move. Back
0: safely as Probst. Cooper grounded out in the second, struck out swinging in the third and was hit in the fifth. 0-1 count. Skaggs comes set. The pitch, high for a ball. One ball, one strike. And awaiting on deck, Colby Larkins made an RBI single in the fifth. And a 1-1 count the pitch swing and a miss one and two and Farmington down to their final strike and a two to one ball game in the top of the seventh inning I think this is the situation if any
1: you would send Probst to second
0: he gets a decent lead over there then backs back down to about a three-step lead the one two he's not moving and that one's outside for a ball two balls two strikes Two and two, two outs, Probst at first, doesn't go again, the 2-2, this one sent to left field and another two-out
1: hit, and that'll bring up Colby Larkins with two away in the top of the seventh inning. Well, the first two hits for Farmington that come against Cole Skaggs, they come when they're down to their final out, better late than never, especially if Farmington can get That game-tying run, home from second, and now the go-ahead run at first base as Cooper is going to be courtesy run once
0: again. That'll be Ian Sales, and the designated hitter, Colby Larkin, stands in. An RBI
1: single in his last at-bat in the fifth. And time called by Festus. They're going to send one of the assistant coaches out there to have a conversation with Cole Skaggs and probably the infield as a whole. We see some players making their way down to the bullpen for the Festus Tigers. There's a catcher going with them. It's Tyler Reese who's making his way over there. Interesting spot that
0: Cole Skaggs has put himself into. On three pitches, Redman grounded out to the first baseman. Then on four, Jackson Jackson McDowell flew out to the center fielder. And in back-to-back five-pitch at-bats, Probst and Cooper both single. Big spot for Colby Larkins. Don't need to do too much, just keep the line moving. Just get on base any way you can. And if it happens to be a base knock, well, you're looking at Probst that could potentially score from second. A big spot for the Farming Knights down to their final out. The meeting is adjourned. And it is still Cole Skaggs out there on the hill. And it was Tyler Reese that Sean mentioned going down to the bullpen to warm up.
1: Imagine that's more for insurance purposes and that Skaggs one way or another is going to have to work his way out of this trouble.
0: Skaggs comes set. The wind picks up here at Wilson Rose. The first pitch to Larkins off speed and out of the zone. Ball one to the designated hitter. Skaggs finally gets the sign he likes. Comes set. The 1-0. Swing and a miss. And a heavy hack by Larkins behind it. And that evens the count at one ball and one strike. Skaggs again from the stretch. Takes a peek at the runner at second. The 1-1. One, one. This one to left field. That gets down. They're going to wave Probst. We're going to have a play at the plate. The throw, it's cut off. And Probst
1: has to scramble back the tag. Not in time.
4: Whoa,
1: that was a late break sign at third base from the Farmington coach. It's not Josh Hane. It's one of his assistants out there at third base. But he was sending the runner Probst home. But Rue got on that really, really quickly. Delivered an absolute bullet to home. Probst would have been out dead oh, to Oh yeah, he, would have been he out was trying so. home. But that late break signal is why he's able to get back to third base ever so barely. If that comes half a stride later, he's out at third. Two outs in the inning. Bases are loaded for Connor Rice, who's one for three today, singled in the second. He's had a couple of nice plays in the field. He can really etch his name into the competition for the Little Caesars pizza pizza player of the game with a base hit here. First pitch swinging, that one's the left field, it's down One run
0: comes in, rounding third The throw coming to the plate Sales, he's trapped between home As the throw came in again from the left fielder Nolan, the ball gets away That's going to allow Sales to slide back Safely under the tag And the bases remain loaded
1: And we are tied 2-2 On an RBI single by Connor Rice Chaos on the base pass They had Ian Sales But it popped out of the catcher Bizzle's hand and I think Josh Shane's going to argue for interference on the base path. And that's always, I find that such an odd argument whenever that happens. It's a rundown. Of course there's going to be interference if you, you know, run into the guy. He's standing there waiting for you to run that direction. And it's one thing when you argue interference when the play, there's not a play to be made, but in that instance, of course there's going to be interference. The ball got thrown to him to try to tag the runner out. Where is he supposed to stand besides on the line? There's nowhere else for him that you're not going to stand offset from the line on a rundown. Now they're going to have a conversation in the infield, but I'd be shocked if this gets overturned. I don't think it will. The only thing you could argue interference on a a
0: rundown is if the runner that let go of the ball doesn't get out of the path as you're coming back to him, and that wasn't the case in this situation.
1: The ball was thrown, and the tag, it would have been out. Ian Sales would have been out. Bizzle just dropped it. So I I don't see how you know you can turn this over and make it out at home plate. And they don't. But here we go. Three straight singles into left field delivered by the Farmington Knights have tied us up at two all, and Trevor Sutherland has a chance to take the lead for Farmington. Even though this is their tournament and it's at Wilson Roger, it's not a walk-off situation.
0: Two to two score. We're in the top of the seventh inning. Bases are loaded. As Trevor Sutherland comes in and he pops this one up on the infield, the pitcher calls for it. He will make the play, Cole Skaggs, and we're tied, and he is not happy as he fires that ball back to the mound. Two to two, Farmington gets one run on four straight hits, all with two outs, and three runners are left stranded. Festus with a chance to end it. To the bottom of the seventh we go. Tie game on KFMO.
4: Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement 431-2373. Proud to be a part of High School Sports. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High School Sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we're proud to be a part of high school athletics in the
2: parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461 We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on
3: engines roar you can feel your seat shake your heart is pumping you get to watch the professionals at the speedway you're even ready to experience the thrill to speed down the raceway shifting gears and pushing the rpms you're wondering how you got so lucky you're here without spending a dime how simply use your first state community bank debit mastercard and enter for a chance to win one of 10 prizes including a fifty thousand dollar grand prize visit fscb.com slash grand giveaways for a complete list of prizes and details first state community bank number fdic
5: Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime, and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch, so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round and return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371.
1: High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington.
0: Bottom of the seventh inning, leading things off for Festus. It's Wyatt Husky, the center fielder. He'll show bunt and put it down, and it'll be foul as it hops just in front of the catcher. That is Ryan Cooper as he was going to get it up the line. And that makes the count 0-1 on deck. It'll be the new left fielder Brady Nolan who came in last inning. As he's batting for Rue who was 0-1. As fouling that one off again as Wyatt Husky is now behind 0 2. And he'll make his way back to the batter's box. A 2 2 score. Farmington tied it in the seventh, four straight singles. And Connor Rice as the 0 2 gets the outside part of the plate. Strike three and that is the
1: sixth strikeout for Landon Johnson who's still in the game. And no longer in line for the loss as well. I mean twice throughout this game he's seen himself in line for the loss and you know Farmington is going to win this. It's going to have to be in the eighth inning but if he's still pitching up until that point you know if we get to a bottom of an eighth inning he can find himself in line for the win still potentially. With how efficient he's been he's still got some pitches to work with that's only pitch number 88 by my count or 89 excuse me 2-2
0: 2-2 score and the 1-0 count as that one misses. Johnson comes set and deals. Swing and a miss. Foul to the backstop. 0 2 Or 1-1 and rather. It is Brady Nolan batting. Henry Rue was hit in the third and struck out in the fifth and was replaced in the field at the start of the seventh inning. And it was Nolan that made some really good throws out there and left as he grounds this one towards the left field gap and that one will get down between the shortstop and the second baseman and roll to Connor Rice and a one out single and Brady Nolan is the winning run at first base. And that sends us to the top of the order Jeremiah Cunningham with one out and head coach Jeff Montgomery will call out a play over there at third base. End of the box, Cunningham, we're ready to go. The winning run represented at first base and the first pitch low for a ball. That is Brady Nolan over there. He'll get his lead. Let's see if they put him in motion. A 1-0 count against the lefty. Pickoff move and back safely is Nolan on the dive. As Landon Johnson gets back to the rubber. He'll come set. Another pickoff move, and back safely standing
1: up is Nolan again. They are really keeping a close eye on him over at first base.
0: One ball, no strikes. The pitch. Cunningham bounces this one to the third base side, but that'll get foul.
1: One ball, one strike. There's a big gap in right center field. Sutherland playing close to the line. Seen Cunningham pull a couple of these pitches, even on the outside part of the plate.
0: The count is even at one ball, one strike, one out and one runner on. Landon Johnson comes set again. The lefty, he'll take a peek at the runner at first base and a slide step to home on the ground. Could be two as the third baseman Crump fired a first on or fired a second rather. They get the out there over to first, not in time. So it will be a fielder's
1: choice as Cunningham reaches. It was just too slow developing of a play to try to get the double play out of it. If that got the crump faster, absolutely you got the chance at a double play. But by the time he got it, especially having to go from third to second with it, there wasn't enough time to get the double play, especially with Jeremiah Cunningham's wheels as well. I mean, it's got to be smoked at you pretty quickly to get him for the second out.
0: And Hayden Bates stands any triple and scored in the first, flew out in the third, and was walked in the fifth, one for two today. And you can't put him on in this one. The first base is not open. He'll watch the first pitch miss high for a ball.
1: wonder if they might put him on if he gets ahead in the count, though.
4: Like if it becomes it.
1: like a 3-0, uh, 3-0 count or something like that, I think I would consider just, hey, you know what, rather than give him something meaty down the middle, let's just, uh, as time is called, let's just put him on first base.
0: So that pitch won't count, and a late time call granted to Bates.
1: And Now the home plate umpire giving him a bit of a talking to.
0: Very interesting.
1: You you don't see that usually after the timeout. I don't know if he's kind of telling him with the late timeout, hey, I gave it to you that time, but that's a little late. Or what? <laughs> that pitch was right down the middle, too. I know. And now Jeff Montgomery going to. He's going to try to figure out what this whole conversation was about.
0: Imagine he's probably saying, don't talk to my batter. <laughs> that, is the, that was about the quickest meeting I've ever seen, probably yeah. two words. Probably just confirming what the conversation was about. It is Joe Elking behind the plate, Tim Donzi in the field. The umpiring crew today for the first two games, a new crew for the second two, the 1-0 pitch. Low for a ball, that one's going to get away from the catcher and get to the netting of the dugout. And that will allow Cunningham to move up to second base, and he represents the
1: winning run. Now here we might see Hayden Bates be given first. Yeah, and here comes Josh Hayne. I think he's about to do that. He might even pull Johnson out of the game. You don't That's normally see. six pitches on Johnson. Well, if he's going to walk Hayden Bates, he would have to if Johnson's an underclass. I don't have his class listed in front of me here.
0: Johnson is a senior.
1: So he's got 105 pitches available to him, and it looks like it's just going to be a meeting of the minds as the entire infield will come in and have a conversation
0: the ball still in the hands of the pitcher, Johnson. A 2-0 count with the winning run at second base. That's Jeremiah Cunningham, and he's got some speed out there. And a long meeting. And the umpires are letting them talk it over, and the fans tell him to go out and get him.
1: Yeah, this is, it's a long conversation. and Finally, it's adjourned without the umpire having to break it up. Go Chain just makes his way back to his dugout. Let's see if they put him on. I think he's trying to get the attention of the home plate umpire, and I think, yeah, he just pointed at it. Bates and Bates tosses the bat as some groans come out from the Festus fans.
0: You don't normally hear boos like this in a high school game. No. (laughs) But now there's two on, and it was Tyler Bizzle the last time that Bates was walked with an RBI single, and he could end the game. Bizzle two for three. With a single in the third and fifth, and he flew out in the first. Both hits coming off of Landon Johnson, who's still in. Two outs in the inning, Johnson steps off. He wants to talk it over with his catcher, and the umpires are gonna, going to allow it.
1: The well, Festus fans already weren't thrilled to begin with. Art are still not thrilled. They want a pitch thrown here. It's like, all right, come on. You have that long meeting on the mound that, you know, Basically, felt like a halftime break or something like that. Now you've got, you know, your uh, the intentional walk of Bates. Now you're gonna have another conversation on the mound. They want to see some baseball played at this baseball game.
0: First pitch to Bizzle, low for a ball. Bizzle was ahead in the count 2-0 when he singled in the third, and 2-1 when he singled with the and which scored a run in the fifth. Now ahead 1-0. With a crouch stance, the lefty Johnson comes set. Takes a peek at the runner at second, Cunningham. The 1 0 pitch outside for a ball, just a bit high as well. Two balls, no strikes. And on deck, you don't want to get to Mason Shermer with the bases loaded. There are two away in the inning. The 2 0. Low, 3 0. No action in the
1: Farmington bullpen. It looks like unless they're going to go to someone in the field as their next arm, this is Landon Johnson's fight to try to get himself out of. He's already gotten two of the outs he needed to force extras. Needs one more, and he's still got about six pitches to work with.
0: The 3-0. Off speed. Finds the strike zone with the breaking pitch. Three and
1: one. Just beautiful breaking ball. Just a little off from 12-6 action. Dropped in the bucket.
0: Now a 3-1 count. Bizzle could expect a hitting pitch. The 3-1 outside. Didn't get the call, and that's a walk. And the bases are loaded for the first baseman, Mason Shermer, who's 0 for 2 today with two ground outs, and he was hit by a pitch in the first. And they're going to let Landon Johnson work through this one.
9: They are going to get a cur-
0: courtesy runner for Bizzle over there at first base. See who they send over there.
1: Farmington's going to keep Johnson in the game, though, as they were just signaling out alignment to their field. The courtesy runner will be Carter White. Basically only putting him in to try to prevent the force out at second base and get a bit of extra speed compared to Bizzle on something that might be a slow grounder towards second. The only
0: run that matters is the runner at third base, Jeremiah Cunningham. Bases loaded, two outs. Mason Schirmer up, the lefty in a lefty-lefty matchup. The pitch gets the outside part of the plate for a strike. And a good frame job again by Ryan Cooper,
1: behind home plate. He's done a really nice job calling this game for Johnson and catching it as well.
0: The 0-1, this one a line shot over the second baseman. That'll do it. Mason Shermer with the game-winning RBI single. And the final score in this one, three to two, and a really, really closely tight pitcher's duel game and Landon Johnson works the complete game, but does not get the win. He is instead going to get the loss, as that single from Shermer ends this one lining up for the handshakes, we take a break, and we 'll come back with the Bill Bess American family Insurance post game show, as we'll take a break after that for the two games. And come back for the nightcap between Farmington and Greenville. Postgame show next, final score three to two Festus on KFMO.